Hi, dance educators. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. Before I start, I want to do a little listener shout out because I want you to know that I really do read all your emails and DMs and podcast reviews. It means a lot to me to connect. Sometimes I forget that I speak into a microphone and there are people out there who listen. So I want to shout out and say thank you to those of you who have left a review for the podcast. A recent review from Mama Doof said, these podcasts have helped me so much. I love how she gives action steps that help with everything from choosing captains to overcoming mental blocks. Dr. Chelsea has helped me be more organized and excited as a coach and taught me how to set boundaries and not burn out. I'm seeing my program grow every year. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening. Knowing that this podcast is reaching our dance community and helping you fills my heart. And on that note, if you're listening and you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it's a free three-minute way to truly make a difference for me. And I appreciate you. Along those lines, if you're part of this community, I'm pretty confident you're a lifelong learner and someone who cares about personal growth and being the best version of yourself. Not every dance educator out there will spend time reading books, listening to podcasts, attending conferences in an effort to improve, but you're here. So let's talk about personal growth today. When you are reading or listening and consuming all this new information, is it always focused on how you can be better for your dancers? What about a purely personal mission about your growth? Today, let's focus in on you as the teacher and the coach and not your dancers. Here are five simple ideas to help you focus on your own growth. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Before I dive into these suggestions, I want to make something perfectly clear. As you're listening to this, don't feel like you have to try all the things. Let this serve as a brainstorming place and see what inspires you. Then pick the one idea about personal growth that resonates for you and go for it. If you were listening recently to episode 62 about planning, remember that you can't take on too many goals or you won't make progress on any of them. So again, this is just a brainstorming idea session. Don't try to take on everything. Choose one that resonates with you and commit to giving it a try. So why do we invest in personal growth? Coaches and teachers who are invested in themselves as much as their dancers are the ones who will survive the long haul in this profession. I know there's a lot of turnover for us because it's hard and I feel like it's getting harder recently, but it's also incredibly rewarding. So we're still here and we're still trying to be our best selves. And one of my personal core values is learning. Of course, that influences everything I do from my personal life to my work and how I spend my free time. And again, I know that lifelong learners are the type of educators who tend to find my little corner of the internet and start listening to the show. So I bet you are on the same page. So if you're that coach or teacher that's committed to your own growth and you're ready for some ideas, here are five simple ideas for continued growth. Number one, use goal setting strategies for yourself and not just your dancers. Set clear goals and expectations for yourself. 
you are probably familiar with goal setting and may even do it with your dancers. You might even set clear technique goals or competition goals to help improve motivation and focus throughout the year. But did you ever set personal growth goals that are focused on you as the teacher? Just pause and think about that. You don't have to put all the focus on your dancers' goals for the season. It's not just about team goals or individual technique goals. I encourage you to set a clear goal for your own growth. Then track that goal, reflect on your progress monthly or at least quarterly, and be intentional about your plan for continued improvement. Number two is to choose your intention for the year. When you choose your intention, you have a singular focus, and that's when you start to see big results. A few years ago, I started coming up with a singular professional intention for the year. One word that would keep me focused, drive my decisions, guide my areas of growth. And you can hear more about it in episode 43, where I explain the whole process and reasoning behind it. It's about a more specific focus that carries to all aspects of my life. So for example, you can't just try to be a better teacher and have that be your goal, or you will get nowhere. It's a well-meaning intention, but it's not going to change your behavior every day or how you show up in class. You wouldn't ask your dancers to get better at every possible jump out there when you're only really focused on training a few. And sure, we train for overall strength and flexibility, but then you narrow your focus to a few skills you intend to showcase. Your own quest for personal growth is the same. Rather than a broad perspective of just be a better teacher, choose an intention for the year and put any and all time you can spare for personal growth into that one area. You want to be more organized, focus there, create better daily habits to reduce overwhelm, or maybe you want to learn about communication styles, whatever it is, choose one area of intention to focus your efforts so that even if you only have a really little amount of time to devote to personal growth, whatever you do spend time on will add up to one big area of improvement. Number three is to find a mentor because it takes a village. This is a common theme that I will continue to shout from the rooftops. Don't go it alone. Find a mentor in your area or join a community with resources like professional conferences, workshops, even my private membership for dance coaches, Releve. Especially now, there are more virtual opportunities, cheaper ways to attend conferences remotely, or you can you know, jump on a Zoom call with a coach in your area even for support and ideas. It's so important to find your village. And this may take some legwork on your part. Your village won't come to you but I have learned more from my fellow coaches and communities and dance educators that I belong to than just about any other source of professional development. So I talk a lot more about the importance of being a mentor and finding a mentor in episode 17. So if you feel like that might be the thing you want to dig into and work towards, take a listen to that episode. Number four is to find new sources of inspiration. Whether you like to read or listen to audiobooks or podcasts, I encourage you to listen in from leaders both inside and outside the dance industry. There are some amazing leaders in our world who offer podcasts and YouTube shows, Instagram inspiration. There's lots of great dance content out there. So don't stop consuming the dance related content, but if you really want to push your personal growth, read from leaders outside of our industry. I'll recommend a few books for you here, one you've probably heard of and a few that may be new to you. And of course, you can find links in the show notes of this episode. One of my personal favorites is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. It's a great leadership book for any industry. 
And it really made me think about how I show up as a leader and then how I help my more veteran or advanced dancers show up as leaders as well. It made a big difference in my view of leadership, but it's again, a more broad context of a book, but it's so helpful to think outside the box. Another one that's written as more of a business management book, but I found it really helpful is five dysfunctions of a team by Patrick Lencioni. That one talks a lot more, again, it's like management and it tells stories about a specific business and how they worked through their issues, but talking about the dysfunctions of a team apply anywhere, whether you have a school team or a studio team, it was a really great perspective on how to work through some of those issues and challenges of being on a team. The third book is written by a sports psychologist and soccer coach duo, Tono DeCiccio and Colleen Hacker. It's called Catch Them Being Good. It's a wonderful combination of coaching strategies, a mental toughness tools, and a good old fashioned sports story of grit, passion, and achievement. If you're looking for some inspiration, I hope you try one of these, whether you read it or listen to it, you can even find a new source of inspiration that aligns with your intention and one word from number three, and then dive into that. For example, my word this year is simplicity, and I have been struggling with it this year. At the time of this recording, it's June, and I had to pause and be like, have I really been focusing on that this year? And I had to be honest and say, no, things are not getting more simple. I really want to regain that focus and dial in for the second half of the year. So I recently found a book about making things easier. It's basically about how to not always choose the hard way and simplify things in life. So if you want to get more specific about an intention, it's helpful to then find some guidance about that specific goal. If you want to get out of comparison traps, there's a book for that. If you want to learn better communication skills, there's a podcast for that. And you get the idea. Find a new source of inspiration that isn't necessarily from the dance industry. Number five is to take care of yourself. I know easier said than done, but you can only grow so much so fast. And part of that path to being a better dance educator is taking the time to properly take care of yourself. This is also a point of passion for me. I've written about it and talked about it a lot before. So if you're looking for more on taking care of yourself and prioritizing your own mental health, there's a few past episodes that might help you. Episode 38 on the myth of work-life balance, because spoiler alert, I don't think that's a thing. And then episode 39, your, if your passion might be weighing you down. So here's the bottom line though, never stop learning. We all have a lot to learn, always doesn't matter how long you've been dancing, coaching, teaching, how many titles or how many degrees behind your name. If you're not the coachable person you want your athlete to be, there won't be any growth for anyone. And again, I'm not encouraging you to do all of this, but see if one sticks out to you and try that. Use goal setting strategies for yourself personally and not just your dancers or choose an intention for the year or find a mentor and inspiration outside of our dance industry, and finally taking care of yourself so you can be the best version of you for your dancers. No matter what, continue to learn and grow. Thank you for being a part of this community and letting me be a small piece of that growth. And I hope you continue to share your passion for dance with the world.